0: It's about that time for the inside trim. You know that nasty trip. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? You better be ready, bro. If you're about to get inside trip. And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? Hello, hello, hello. What's up, wrestling fans? We are back. This is episode number 26 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm Brandon Olinger, a.k.a. Brando. And lucky for you guys, I am joined with co-host and the entertainment, Ben Watson. (laughs) Don't wind up on your back, bro. You know, it's funny you saying that. Why's that? We actually got an email this week about our singing No, I didn't see it. You didn't see it? Was it bad? No, it was a good email, but he said, uh, it was from Mike Hallam. He was like, "Uh, great podcast, great interview with Jenna Burkett, but but that singing, though, I thought I was having an epileptic seizure when I was listening to you guys. Oh,
1: the happy birthday? Yeah. Yeah, well, Mike. I think we sing good.
0: You do, at least.
1: I think we're great. I think you're great. Mike can go suck an egg. No. Mike, you know, I'm just playing with you, man.
0: He emails us a lot. He emails us a lot. He's a cool dude. Um, All right, so anyway. um, Yes, this is episode number 26 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Inside Trip 1. And we even have a Facebook page, The Inside Trip. Find that, like the page, follow us. Um, And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm just going to assume that you know how to find us. But in case you just happen to... Find us unknowingly or unknowingly, randomly stumbling randomly. across <laughs> us. First, we apologize. <laughs> and secondly, we thank you for listening yeah. this far. Uh, but you can find us at all your favorite podcast locations. So do us a favor subscribe, download, listen, maybe give us a little bit of a rate and review. And as great. always, we've said this before we love the feedback. So feel free to send us an email to the inside trip one at gmail.com. So what's up, Ben? I haven't heard from Rodney lately. I did not hear from Rodney Yeah,
1: I think, Rod- I think Rodney scared Rodney off I think you pissed him off Yeah, well, Rodney can go suck an egg as well No, he can't Anyways, um, so what's up, dude? I don't know, man, you're looking a little rough today No, nah, I'm fine, man, what? why do you keep saying that? Because you look rough Yeah, we well, did a little bit of drinking yesterday, but it wasn't like it was anything out of the ordinary I think I left you at 6.30, uh, that would be p.m. And... Yeah, I was in bed by 11 <laughs> Slept till 8.30, I feel glorious right now Did you have a good time yesterday? Derby day? I had a great time. I was glad to see you for a little while. Saw a bunch of friends, hung out. You know, greatest two minutes in sports. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. Um, no, it was a good time. But you know, I'm back on the wagon right now, drinking an Oberon. Um, Tis the season, summer. So uh, feeling good. A little tired, but all right.
0: I'm a little pissed. You kind of rained on my parade. I was having a great day. Oh, I, when I told you about Logan, bring up Logan Steber losing today. I didn't even realize that. I've been yeah. kind of uh, busy all morning.
1: Didn't have a chance to sit down and look at it, but uh, it sucks. I don't know much about it because I wasn't able to watch it either because I was doing husbandly duties around the house. So I was just kind of following out on Twitter. Oh, you're uh, a good man. Yeah, he lost to the Cuban, um, thirteen to twelve, I think. And apparently, from based on like from the tweets that of people that were watching, they say. That the scoring was messed up and that the refing was just terrible and that basically Logan got screwed. Like he had a couple four point throws that where the, the Cuban somehow scored and we didn't. Um, and, and, and everybody just says, I don't know how the Cuban has this many points. We don't understand. Uh, so I don't know anything about it. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the match when they publish it. But that is kind of concerning. That you know Logan's losing to he's the number one ranked guy in the the world in that weight class and he's taken two losses in the past six months. One to that I believe the Iranian. Over World Cup mm-hmm. I think it was the Iranian And won to um, To uh, this Cuban So I don't know It kind of stinks a little bit
0: Yeah I'll be interested To watch that match Especially if it's uh, Had something to do With the reffing
1: um, Well and it could be The rule changes And It could be like, the rule changes They're giving these That's right. You know Correct throws And everything like that So who knows Which makes no flipping sense Yeah I don't know. I don't Still confused it. by it Yeah
0: um, But yeah speaking of Pan Ams um, We had three women Take home gold So Victoria Anthony Brought home gold At I think uh, 48 kilograms yep. Um, Allie Reagan brought home gold at, uh, God, what is, what is she at? Um, 50, 60, 60 kilograms, kilograms, 60 yeah, kilograms, say 58, and, uh, 60. Becca Leathers brought home gold at 55 kilograms, so good showing from our girls. Great
1: showing. So that guarantees, that already qualifies the weight for, well, no, for, the, for the world, you don't have to qualify weight, right? I don't, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, so, that's dumb me to say that.
0: <laughs> we say lots of dumb things. hundred percent. Like... We say so many dumb things on this podcast. I enjoy it. <laughs> and now we're getting called out to, like from emails on the dumb things that we say. I love
1: it. Yeah, well, can get over it. I love it. I love it. Um, did, you, did you catch that Twitter drama the other night? Oh, which one are you talking about, brother? Because it looks like there's a couple going on. <laughs>
0: Between our fellow boys from Blood Round and <laughs> Flow uh, Wrestling, specifically, Willie Saber. Oh,
1: God. Yeah, I saw that. What is going on with that shit? I don't
0: know. Like... Like, for one, I never – let me preface this by saying I don't think I ever realized how much wrestling Twitter drama there was until we had a Twitter account that was devoted just, just, to, wrestling. just to wrestling. There's
1: just drama all over the place. Everybody's talking shit to everybody. You know so every, much ego in it, too. There's a ton of ego, and, um, you know, Flow Wrestling has got a lot of ego, let's be honest. A lot of their guys are great, but some of them just have some inflated egos that probably aren't warranted. Um, and I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Look, there's some cool dudes at Flow. For had sure. The, we've been lucky
0: to, get, you know, to, one of them helped us out with this podcast. I love, you know, some, the of, the, man. some of the videos they put together, yeah. uh, some of the broadcasting they do. The, you know, the announcing is really cool. A couple of guys I really like. Um, the documentaries are flipping awesome. Yeah, they're, I mean, amazing. I love the documentaries, they're amazing. But you're absolutely right. I think. A lot of it is just ego driven. Um, they, they got a lot
1: of ego, and they were, what were they talking shit saying? Willie Spillers, this is the worst one ever. I don't even know who you are. Like you definitely know who Blood Round is, like for sure. Like, what? Why are you trying to say you don't know them? Like, I think what irritated me the most. You're just trying it, to act tough.
0: You know, it all, it all kind of, I guess, started over a comment that was made about Pat Downey and his performance at the U.S. Open, and then it kind of snowballed from there. But. It kind of bothered me like the insults that were being thrown around was like, you know, Willie's calling blood round just just a bunch of fanboys and I'm like, yeah, what the hell does that mean? I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're They're, a fanboy, Willie. But if you think about it, it's like, yeah, like the people that do this that aren't doing it for money, we we're fans and we're doing it because we love the sport. Yeah, is, is, is that a good thing? Isn't that what we
1: want? No, that's not what we want. We want Flow, the Conglomeration, to take over, and then for them to be able to be the best and do everything.
0: So should we change that's it from saying.
1: hashtag Grow Wrestling to hashtag Grow Flow Wrestling? Yeah, that's. What, I mean, that's what it sounds like with with uh, Willie Sailor's comments. Calling somebody a fanboy is silly because okay, yeah, we're fans. I'm a man, so call me a fan man at least. You little <laughs> son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> do uh, hey, um, hey, hey, no name calling.
1: And um. Two, Yeah, I'm a fan and I talked about I like to talk about wrestling with one of my best friends who also loves to talk about wrestling. And that's the reason why we do this. And you know what? We get some listens because people like to listen to us talk about wrestling or in general just listen to people talk about wrestling.
0: Yeah, and I would say that's the reason why any of these other podcasts that aren't affiliated with some sort of media outlet are doing this. That's why Blood
1: Round has been so successful. I mean, they've got, you know, there are
0: 131 episodes deep yeah, into this. Over
1: 2,000 followers. I mean, you know, they're getting tons of listens each week and Obviously they've built and it's something. Entertaining. Yeah, they've built something, um, and maybe that maybe Willie and the Flow FRL guys feel a little threatened by that. They're going to say no. I but don't know. I, I think
0: ultimately it boils down to to clicks. All right. So just if you were just kind of following the drama the other night. You know, uh, you know, blood round. They may may have towed the line with some comments about Pat Downey, Willie Saylor and Flo. Fills the need to kind of jump in and defend Pat Downey. Good for them, by the way. I'm really glad to see Flo oh, wrestling God. all up on Pat Downey's nuts after his U.S. Open performance and defending him on Twitter uh, because they really weren't doing that when he was getting kicked out of Iowa State. No, they were calling him a clown. In fact, and they th- were writing articles, publishing his tweety his Twitter, Twitter posts, yeah, and openly bashing him. On social media, but now they want to write his. Oh, um,
1: what's cool. it called? Christian Piles was like, "There's no way we're having him out, ever having him on our podcast." And this, that, and the other thing, and 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 um, you know, just talking bad about Pat Downey. But now that he does well, oh, it's the hot topic. Oh, it, it, producing
0: videos no, about I listened, his performance.
1: Yeah, I listened to Christian Piles on FRL, and he's like, "Oh man, I was like on the mat for every Pat Downey match, just sitting there." You sound more like a fanboy than uh, Blood Rounder. We do.
0: <laughs> I just think it's even it just cracks me up too because these are the same guys that were just tearing him up, you know, just a few months ago oh, when yeah. he was at Iowa State saying like, "Oh, you were going to get kicked off the team months ago because you uh, failed all these drug tests and you did this and you did yeah, that."
1: And I don't know who said that. I, I can't say that it was Christian Powells or Willie Flo that said that specifically, and I don't want to put words in their mouth, but it definitely was coming from certain areas, right? That 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 they did this, and I and I'd seen tweets that. Basically led us to believe that Flo was definitely did not have Pat Downey's back. And not saying that we had Pat Downey's back or anybody's had Pat Downey's back, but you know, don't completely blast him, you know, and then get all up on him afterwards, you know. It's like I, I, I,
0: I agree, like yeah. that's what I said. I think great. I mean, it's it's awesome you guys are defending him now. But then again, where were you three months Correct. ago? Where were you?
1: Yeah, like I said, you know, I can't get down. I can't get behind Pat Downey as a person. And the reason why I say that is just because of some of the stuff he said. It doesn't mean that I don't think he can, can't be a good person. And it doesn't mean that I don't think that there's good qualities about him. But I'm not just going to say, you know, I can't just completely defend him based on some of the things he tweeted. But it doesn't mean that I hate him, you know, and it doesn't mean I'm going to throw him under the bus. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting. (laughs) The drama that gets
0: started on social media by grown-ass adults. And the tit just sits back and
1: watches. (laughs) Everybody just sits. I just, you know, grab your popcorn, sit back. Oh, yeah. Keep refreshing. Grab your beer and (laughs) what else is he going to say? And The funny thing is, I listen to FRL all the time, and I find it to be actually pretty good information. Like they, they very informative. They have, they have, yeah, very informative information. I listen to Blood Round all the time, and I find it to be informative as well. And I'm always laughing out loud with tears rolling down my face at some of the shit they say. It's just hilarious. So I love both those podcasts. Um, you know, but who knows, man? People just need to. Everybody love everybody.
0: How does it make you feel to be a fanboy?
1: I, you know what? I'm a fan man. You're a fanboy. All right, I don't like that very much.
0: All right, let's move on.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> it was entertaining. Thanks for sharing. It was
0: that. super entertaining. Um, anyway, got some high school rule changes that kind of happened uh, lately. Uh, it seems to kind of be taking up the opinions of everybody
1: on social media again. Um, yeah. Then this has this is different than the the recent. What did we just talk about? College Re- rules. Recent change, college rule yeah. Changes, yeah.
0: So I think the two major things that impacted the. Uh, The high school rule changes are the near fall and the pin um, when you're out of bounds. Which I love. I love that. Um, I think it's one step in the right direction, obviously, to moving more towards a system of of out-of-bounds rules (laughs) that kind of mimics college wrestling. Because right now, the high school out-of-bounds rules just suck. They're,
1: they're, it's god-awful. After, like, like we said this before, so when we were coaching, we noticed it, but not like a ton. You know, it wasn't as pronounced. Mm-hmm. But then when we stopped coaching and really focused our efforts on follow, following college wrestling and then went back to the Iron Man and watched, I'm like, dude, there's so many stops and starts and restarts. You want to shorten days? You want to shorten wrestling, like long tournament days? Go college out-of-bounds rules because you're going to have way less stops and starts. And I know it's a – what do they call it? It's a safety. space thing. Yeah, yeah, safety thing. And also it's a dollars and cents thing in terms of having to invest in a lot of new mats. But come on, man. But how – I mean honestly, how
0: how much of an issue is an, is it regarding investing in new mats? Because according to the college rules and the high school rules, I had to get up and look this on. And um, uh, what's it – the dude that works for Dolom or whatever, uh, Vinnie Barber.
1: Yeah, Vinnie Barber, yeah. Yeah,
0: kind of said this um, on, on Twitter that – uh, both college and high school require five feet of space about a bound space.
1: No, not out of bound space. No space from the, I thought space from the middle circle to the outside circle. No, oh, was it five feet out of bounds yeah, space? Yeah,
0: so it's basically um, high school wrestling requires. I think it's like uh, twenty-eight foot of space inside the mm-hmm. circle and uh, five feet outside. Something like something that Okay, lines. okay. I'm and college think. is like forty-two feet and then five feet of five feet of extra space. So, so the so, college
1: um, mats are bigger, but it's more. Space to wrestle inside. Inside the circle.
0: Okay. So, um I don't know, because that was my kind of my first thing too. Is like, well, maybe it's a safety issue. Then maybe it's a you know a dollars and cents issue. You got to get in more you know invest more. But you in could always mats, put but... some
1: smaller mats on the outside. You know what I'm saying? Just like true. Just like a strip. True. You know, and tape that down. I love strips. <laughs> I searches. Know. Yeah, landing, <laughs> landing strip searches. <laughs> um.
0: No, but I think it's a great rule change. They should be able to score near fall and also get pins when shoulders are outside of the out-of-bounds line. Well, why not? Be. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, I, oh, I Nothing hate Nothing
0: worse in a wrestling match than, than stopping
1: the action and having to constantly restart. Especially when a dude's about to go on his back. Yeah. And you've got to pull him in on the half and this. No, just sink that half and, and fucking put him, freaking put him on his back now.
0: And you know this. Every high school coach has a secret code word when their kids get close to out-of-bounds to let them know. I'm not Sharon Fairmont's. Get... No, of course not. It's jabroni. A bunch of coaches yelling jabroni <laughs> jabroni, said, jabroni! Jabroni! <laughs> but um,
1: yeah I mean kids get on their back And they're bite close to the
0: out of bounds And they're just kind of scoot and scoot yeah. and scoot Now,
1: oh. you, now you, can get, you can get swipes and a swipes st- And fall. a stick yeah That's money I like it That's, that's college now Anyways
0: For sure For yeah, sure So
1: that's cool I like that a lot What do you think about that uh, The old change between the singlet One piece and two piece
0: I think it's great, and f- it, it, they're not changing. They're giving yeah. it as a second option. option. Right. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. To be truthfully honest, thumbs up here, baby. Um, I, I love it, um, and, and ultimately, it boils down to this: one, it's great to have options, and two, even if this, even if a school gets just one extra kid out for wrestling because of this, I call it a
1: success. Sure, absolutely, dude. I, I think there's, I think there's a couple different things where we can look at it. You know, singlets are comfortable if they fit right. The ones I wear right now they aren't very comfortable. But <laughs> singlets are very comfortable if they fit right. But so are cage fighter shorts. Those aren't
0: singlets you're wearing still. Those are spanks. Oh.
1: <laughs> Come on now. They're my wife's spanks. She doesn't need them anymore. So now I'm going to take them. Um, God dang I'm sorry. No. I'm trying. It's like one of those fat suits that Eddie Murphy had to put on for – what's it called for that, that movie anyways? Um, <laughs> professor Clump, Yeah Nutty yeah, Professor, professor. <laughs> Hercules Hercules Hercules, Hercules.
0: <laughs> I'm no. feeling kind of vulnerable <laughs>
1: Sorry <laughs> Quote that movie all day That's a good one But um, I think that Look What do people practice with in high school Some wrestlers wear singlets In high school But a lot of people practice In cage fighter shorts And compression tops I Agree And that's fine Now they're going to give you the option Of doing the compression shorts And compression top I don't see that as much different than a singlet. No, you it'd be still like seeing twig and giggleberries.
0: You might as well just put a compression shirt under your singlet. Same thing. Correct. Right? Yeah. You could wear, and, and I think they're making that an
1: option. They I are making they that, that an option, which is um, cool. I,
0: I, I love the fact that you have the option to wear fight shorts and a compression top. Yeah. Um, and the fight
1: shorts can't be long. They've got to be above the knee, which makes above sense. Above the knee.
0: You can only have like a four-inch inseam.
1: Yeah. Dude, uh, you can wrestle in that, bro. Absolutely. People fighting it. I, I think it's I, – I love it. I think um, it looks cooler, and I honestly think it might be comfortable. Yeah. I think it's comfortable to wrestle in fight shorts. Because a lot of them have the, the elastic side piece, so they're uh, like elastic down kind of the sides of the shorts, so they stretch and everything.
0: Or they'll have them kind of like um, uh, where they're kind of split on the sides. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah that too. Um You know, I think the key here, I think the way the rule is written, it's something along, along the lines of like compression shorts or shorts made for, for wrestling, which um, they're talking about fight shorts. I don't think – the high school, National Federation of High School Wrestling, or whatever it is, is going to use the term fight shorts when they're describing their single. I think they want to equate the word fight with anything. So, what,
1: what do they describe it as? Uh, it, it says shorts made for uh, compression wrestling?
0: shorts or shorts made for wrestling. it like, so would be fight shorts. I
1: got an old pair of jeans I can cut off and wrestling jean shorts. Oh, Because they're made for wrestling George? if I cut you, them you off. You go Jorts? I wrestled a dude. <laughs> Shut <laughs> he up. He was actually pretty good. Um, but it, he, was, he was from Harrison. In practice? No. He had a freestyle off season tournament. <laughs> he was actually pretty decent. I think he ended up being a state qualifier senior year. And he wore jeans to jean wrestle. Shorts. To yeah, wrestle, I wrestled him with jean shorts and a t shirt. They let him do that. Yeah, it's Carol. They didn't give a shit. <laughs> were they cut off jean shorts? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. His name was Rob Deer Western. Just to call <laughs> just him, out. him out, dude. From Harrison. How hot were they? Like Brett Favre cut off jean shorts. Did no, like, there They were like right at the knee. I mean, it was awkward. I mean, you know those farm boys out in Harrison. That's what they rock, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: funny Them and the hipsters
1: yeah, yeah So no But um So jean shorts are a no But uh Fight shorts are a yes Alright sounds good
0: Yeah and I think You know The key here is again Shorts made for wrestling Look they're talking They're talking about like, You're not gonna be able to wear Long mesh back basketball, shorts, basketball shorts. shorts Shorts with pockets in them Things like that That can cause a safety hazard Jean shorts <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna show up to practice at Frank's thing Wearing my jean shorts And my compression top <laughs> <laughs> part of the room, baby <laughs> But they're gonna be like Shorts that are real high cut Oh yeah Like the nutsack might be hanging In And a out.
0: compression shop That's really high cut too, right? Yeah it might Like a belly be, top
1: It might just be jean shorts With no top <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I was reading an article I think Mike, Mark Palmer wrote it The guy from Intermat Because mm-hmm. he was talking about The evolution of like The singlet and everything Yeah Before the singlet They just wrestled With tights on and no shirt yeah. So I mean and that's a And
0: back in the day when wrestling first started, they just wrestled naked.
1: Well they wrestled with a leaf over their twig and giggleberries.
0: Do you really think that leaf did anything to cover up the twig and what do you call them? Giggleberries Dingleberries?
1: It depends on how big your giggleberry is.
0: That'd be a pretty big leaf for some people.
1: Or a pretty small giggleberry. <laughs> anyway.
0: Where did this conversation well, go? Well, I thought
1: that it was an interesting article by uh, Palmer. So did shout he use- out to him. He actually writes some pretty damn good stuff for internet. Yeah. yeah, I like his I stuff. I like him too. I like his Stuff. Did he
0: use the term "giggleberries"? <laughs> he did not use that's a that's a made up word from my. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hope somebody does write an article and uses the term <laughs> "giggleberries." And we can okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it sounds like you're, you're on board with both of these rules. Yeah, I
1: think that it can bring um, more athletes in. I you know, it, I think it might be body conscious. Sure, I think it does. You know at least give the possibility of drawing more people to the sport. And you know what it does also is it stops those freaking turds in high school that are bullies from saying, you wrestle around with other guys in spandex. You're gay. Like, you know, because that's what they say. Don't football players wear tight pants? Yeah. Well, exactly. But I mean, you hear those people that say that, right? Now you're like, no, I wrestle. I wear fight shorts and a compression top, basically what people wear in the UFC. Now am I gay? And I'm, I'm using the word gay. I don't like it like that, but I'm just saying that's what I've heard people say, right? I'm not saying yes, that. Yes, I know, that so. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Um, so, you know, I think that it eliminates that as well.
0: Yeah. It's funny, though, that some of the negative comments that come from people regarding this rule change. And But I think what it is is I don't think it's the newer crowd. Now, don't get me wrong. They're, they're, obviously, they're, you know, young wrestlers right now, you know, college guys, high school guys that love the singlet. They're, they're not going to switch. They're that's not. okay. And that's fine. But... I think a lot of people that are opposed to this rule are older fans that struggle with any sort of change in this sport. And I'm not talking about change like from the freestyle and Greco side, but f- change from, from, from the folk style side. Because yeah. I think folk style wrestling fans are very similar to, to baseball fans. They're very much traditional, traditionalists. Yeah, traditionalists. traditionalists. They don't like to see change. They, they don't want to see the sport progress in ways that takes it away from its roots um, and I'm I, I'm sorry, but if you want to kill the sport, that's yeah. that's the exact and attitude. And to let have. me stop you right there. I think that no, yeah, you yeah. can't stop. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're going harder than a beat like Rocky or something. Whatever that rap song is. But anyways, I I do agree that it probably has there probably is a significant amount of the the, the older population that are traditionalists to do that. But look, there's you know we've got to give some credit where credit's due. A lot of people that are older are still progressive and they still want to see the sport change and they can understand the concept of it. And I've seen younger people and people in their 40s saying, "I'm not switching. Why switch? If you if you can't handle a singlet, you shouldn't be in the sport." And that I say that's stupid because you want to know what um you know, and I'm kind of taking a little bit from blood round here cuz they talked about this topic as well. You know, if a person that wouldn't wrestle because they're worried about the singlet, do to, you have the permission to use this? No. Okay. But if they could need, if they could if they some of these people are the kids that could, need, could use wrestling the most. These mm-hmm. kids, kids that have insecurities. They're, look, they're never going to do anything in the sport. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Wrestling is going to teach them a hell of a lot. And those are the type of people we need to draw in to continue to grow this sport. So That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, I, I think when I was making the statement about older
0: fans and traditionalists. Look, not every older fan is a traditionalist. But I'm saying the majority yes, of people point. stating that seem to be older fans who have that traditionalist mentality. And just in general, when I am thinking about folk style wrestling fans and folk style wrestling in general, it's very similar in my mind to, to a sport like baseball, where you know the, yeah. the media writers, the fans, all those types of people are very, very old fashioned, and they don't want to get
1: away from the traditional core values of the sport. Yep. Well, you know, it evolve or die. Yeah. Right. And I talked to Frank Baxter. You know, obviously, he's the guy we coached for. Um, I, I saw him recently And we just chatted And he was asking me about it And I said I think it's a good step Does
0: he give you like five bucks Every time you say his name On this no, podcast No but he's
1: like one of, He was in my wedding I, He's like one of my Really good buddies Yeah I wasn't uh, He's in one of your Well but then we were just, We were <laughs> no, still just buddies kidding. But not okay. You'd be in it today If I'm getting If if I get divorced And get married again You can be in my wedding
0: Oh well, alright well Then I am actually Rooting for you to get a divorce yeah. And get remarried
1: But no Frank said he, and I'm I, I kind not by the way Danny this, but What? I said I'm not by the way Danny Oh I know She, knows. she ain't listening anyways Um but, anyways, Frank said that he wished he did, didn't even give him an ultimatum. Like, just go either didn't stick with the a singlet, choice. Yeah, or just go with it because he's like, shit, or get off the pot time, right? And he didn't say that, but like that specifically. But, you know, he's basically like, I wish we didn't give a choice. And I kind of countered with, well, look, at the, you know, teams have to need a significant amount. They need at least a couple different uniforms. That, think, would, yeah. that would be a huge increase in cost to just then go and switch it and say, now you can only wear this. So I see this as a phase in, and maybe 10 years down the road, they say, singlet's gone. Um, You can only wear these tops because you've had enough time to accumulate enough um, gear. But at the same time, look, how many –
0: look, schools – okay, and I'm just speaking in regards to high school, and I'm speaking in regards to my experience with it. And look, there's a lot of schools and programs out there that are uh, not as fortunate, that don't have any type of funding. So I'm not specifically speaking of them right now. but. Typically, schools will buy the singlets for the wrestling team. All right. The program buys the singlets. But how many schools out there right now are letting kids order, you know, the uh, rudest fighting shorts or back in the day cage fighter or whatever else? You know, they're ordering compression tops and shorts for them to keep. So, uh, what's wrong with, like you said, giving, giving, having the team having options of uniforms? There's nothing wrong with that. So, basically
1: saying, okay, so yeah, so here's what I got here. I think here's a good thing for tournaments. Um, so for a duo, I think you want us to have the lineup. I, I think everybody should wear the same thing for a dual meet. Now, m- maybe you disagree. Um, and then, then this year, maybe Fairmont buys one fight short compression top uniform, uniform. Mm-hmm. But then gives kids the options on their own to go buy maybe a different one um fight top and compression short that they can also wear in a tournament because it meets the requirements you know as well and then they can keep that one
0: no i i actually agree with you i think for like dual meets yes uh uniformity is is a good idea so um everybody's either going to wear singlets or we're all going to wear our fight shorts and compression tops whatever but yeah i mean how many times that
1: might be might be required to be honest with you i'm not sure
0: it might be i'm you know there's so many rules i'm sure there is one regarding that but yeah i get what you're saying i agree with you ultimately
1: so. All right, man. No, I think that was good. I'm glad we talked about that.
0: Oh, me too. Thanks, man. Yeah,
1: well... What How about we... Jaden Cox? I love it. We didn't think that that was going to happen. Like, I mean, I, I was... If if I had to put a percentage on it, I was thinking maybe thirty to thirty-five percent that he was going to wrestle. But I was like, why the hell are you? Why the hell would you not wrestle when you're sitting in the damn finals, brother? I think there's. I think it's more to it than just that, though. Look, he's given up.
0: The football thing is done. He's now going to be the volunteer assistant coach at Missouri. He's committing himself back to wrestling, so he's going to get to coach, and train, Mm -hmm. and continue to compete. Which
1: so he can make some money.
0: Make a little bit of money. Yeah, Um, if volunteer assistants get paid, I don't know they get paid through the um RTC. Okay, okay. Um yeah, so he gives him a chance to to make a little bit of money, train, continue to compete. Look, I was afraid that we were going to lose one of our top guys.
1: Yeah, he is a top guy. I mean, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure we're going to get into this. You know, the only reason why I was not concerned 100% concerned is cuz we had a backup waiting in the wings that was that's <laughs> equally that who knows. It's, but but you know, I feel very, He's been com- wrestling really I feel good very comfortable about it. Um, but think about it. Imagine if it was plus um,
0: Kyle. Date goes up to eighty six. Yeah,
1: yeah. But imagine if it was Kyle Snyder, and it was like oh, I'm just gonna go play football. We'd have a huge hole, and we'd be like really nervous about it. But now, you know, with, with David Taylor there, we kind of weren't as concerned as fans because we knew that there was a legitimate backup. And I'm not talking like you know, but it, but I'm so happy that he's wrestling.
0: I understand the point you're trying to make is if Kyle, if, if uh, Jaden Cox didn't wrestle, look, the country still had David Taylor, you know, ready to go. But one of the things that's always plagued the United States is depth. Look, you need more people, and we need good training partners, and we need you know a, a three deep national team that where when you know the top guy isn't wrestling, the second and third guys can go out and win gold at these tournaments, or at least a shot at least chances to medal, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Look. Yeah, six six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. That's that's exactly what I was stating. Um so my look, my big concern was you had a guy who took Olympic bronze before his senior year going into college yeah. without an offensive point scored on him. Yep. Um and then we we thought, hey, there's a chance this guy's gonna hang it up to go play football for one year. I, I, like, no. He ain't gonna get drafted, no. you know what I'm saying? Um, so no, I think it's a great thing um, It's an amazing thing It's an ama- Yeah, it's an amazing thing And I'll tell you what I am so glad my trip is booked for the World Team Trials Because not only do now. we get to see Dake and Burroughs again um, To see David Taylor and Jaden Cox go David Taylor, one of the most prolific scorers in the country right now And Jaden Cox, one of the hardest guys to score on He
1: is so elusive
0: it's going to be a great I was match. watching
1: some of his matches this morning and reading up on it. So I did confirm that he didn't have an offensive point scored on him. In fact, I think that I think that it might have been shot clocks. He, I think he might have got one push-out scored against him. Really? So maybe if you want to call that an offensive point, which it kind of is. but We're no, saying he was not yeah, taken no, down. No, definitely he was not, not turned, taken down. He was not and taken down. He dominated down. people. He beat like a, a returning world bronze medalist bad mm-hmm. in the quarters. Um, and he he should have won the semis match. He didn't realize he was down. It was tied 1-1. So, but he had the push-out. Other guy got a stupid – or other guy got a push-out. He had the shot clock violation. Whatever. Basically, he had the criteria because of the stupid violation. Mm-hmm. You know, the other guy did. Mm-hmm. Cox thought he was winning. He could have taken that dude down. He should have been in the finals. He really should have been. Um, he would have been against Sadulayev. Right?
0: I don't know. I'm not even going to act like I know.
1: It would have been – or whatever. Sadulayev. So he would, probably would have lost that match. Um, yes, he would have been because Sadulayev. so – um, but he should have been it. Like, he was the second best guy in the Olympics, and like I said, as I tried to choke out a couple weeks ago when I had was swallowing something, he took a flyer on going to the Olympic trials, the right? Nine, the ninth seed, just like eh, I'll Let's do it. Try it. Got nothing better to do, and then just goes out there and looks great. And then he go, then the weight class hasn't qualified for the U.S. for the Olympics, so he's got to go out to um, over in Europe to yep. qualify the weight, and he just beats people up. And you know where he really had a coming of age party. Um, Beat the streets when he beat that returning uh uh, uh world bronze medalist from Iran, bad like seven one, and this all happened
0: right after he just won an NCAA title. Yeah, like and this was all like within a matter of like six months. Yeah, it's so know? cool. And I'll tell you right now, look, I don't think we've seen the best of Jaden Cox either. I mean, he's still he's still There's very no doubt young. about it. He's very young. Um, no doubt about it. He's obviously one of the greatest NCAA wrestlers we've ever seen, you know, he's up there for sure. Yeah, I'm not saying V I'm just saying, you know, he's in the discussion for one of the top 25 or 30 wrestlers of all time. Yeah. Based on I, I think so. For I sure. mean, what do he go? Uh, three, three finals and a third five. Oh, he took, ah, he did take fifth. Yeah. yeah. Ah, I take that back. He sucks. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. Let's not even talk about it. <laughs> I'm that. kidding. Um, so no, I think it's great that he is coming out or, you know, coming back to wrestle at the real team trials. Um, I think the style, the stylistic matchup between oh, oh, and David maybe. Taylor is going to be phenomenal. But, but even outside of those two, eighty-six kilograms is shaping up to be a very, very intriguing weight class. I mean, you like it, huh? I, I really do. Like, I thought. I think it's a
1: two-horse race. But. I thought
0: seventy-four. It, look, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's All not. Right, but you. you know, there's more. <laughs> there's more to watch for than just the finals. More than meets yeah, the eye. Yeah. There, right? There's obviously more at stake than just just a spot on the. You know. It, in the world, anytime you got Bo
1: Nickel in a weight class, it's
0: intriguing. Pat Downey, Nick Everett, Dean, Richard Perry, Vic
1: Avery, uh, Pete Randa, Josh Asper, Austin Trotman,
0: Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm just no, but uh, I, dude, that's think about it, man. Think about it. who would have thought that Bo Nickel would have taken third at the u. Not sorry, uh, Nick Hefflin would have taken third at the U.S. Open. Who
1: would have thought he would have given David Taylor his best match? I didn't. No, I didn't know. Who, I didn't know who Nick Hefflin was as a wrestler <laughs> at this point. Like you know, like I knew he was. I knew. I knew he was at Princeton. I knew he was kind of fiddle farting around. Uh, was I more than just fiddle farting. I didn't know he was training. Come in and freaking double <laughs> over. <bomb> Bo Nickel <laughs> twice. Ruchmer. yeah, and Crutchmer, dude. So, yeah, 86-kilogram
0: is good. Those it, throws were insane. Dirty. Yeah, Dude, 86 is going to be a fantastic weight to watch. I'm going to take a little uh, little verbiage out of your playbook. Might I say it's going to be a
1: treat? Oh, it's going to be a delight, baby. It will. It will be a delight. And let me tell you why. So, let's just say, based on what we've seen, it's Jaden Cox, Dave and Taylor in the finals. I don't think Taylor's going to have a hard time navigating um the challenge, challenge.
0: I think you're right. He, he's he pre- proved that at the U.S. Yeah. Open.
1: But three people make the national team. Correct. Who's going to be that third man? Could it be a Nick Laflin? I mean, could it be a Bo Nickel who just came out? I didn't see a lot about. I didn't see, wasn't that impressed with, Gain, with Excuse me with Gabe Dean, but I think that he could use a little seasoning. But trust me, he didn't lose skills. Like the guy's still going to wrestle.
0: Who was Gabe Dean wrestling at the U.S. Open that threw him through a score table? Did you see that? No, I missed it.
1: Oh God, who was that?
0: I can't remember. It anyway, wasn't Pat I'm Downey, getting was off. I, no, I don't think it was Pat Downey. I'm getting off topic, dude. I'm pretty sure it was Gabe Dean. Just got chucked through a scores table, like ran right off the mat. It, uh, not the Gabe Dean we were used to saying, uh, used to sing. But um, to answer your question, look, it could, it could be Nick Heflin. it could be Bo Nickel, it could be Richard Perry. Um, I, it could be Pat Downey. I'm going to throw Pat Downey out there. No, I look, like you, Pat Downey. How do you I'm not sorry. throw I Pat do. Downey out there? I think it, when it comes, he only to, had
1: one loss at the um, or two losses. He lost to, uh, to
0: Nickel and Heflin. Nickel and Taylor Nickel and Taylor He lost a nickel didn't he Well it, he lost a bow nickel But Keep in mind dude He got the Okay this. No I'm listening I was just All right. snorting Sorry He lost a bow nickel But that was literally 15 minutes after He wrestled Gabe Dean
1: Oh okay. He's, he exhausted. scored
0: the first takedown on bow nickel Hit a, We talked about this The last time he hit a really nice Slide by Took down bow nickel Unfortunately Bow nickel took him down After that and got that Trapped arm gun uh, Alright and then that That just kind of Nickel's the dangerous yeah, it's he's dangerous. Of course.
1: But, um, no, to your point, who is going to be that third guy? That's going to be cool to watch. I'm going to be there. I'll be you, Where are you going to be? I'll be at home, potentially, unless I can get out of something for work. Yeah, it's work-related. You, you kind of... You... I did not hang you out to dry. I never gave a. Per- I never said for sure I was going.
0: Pretty sure I can pull up a previous episode where you said, I'm going. Just talked to my wife. I'm good. Got to get a plane ticket.
1: Yeah. That's... Jerk. You're right. <laughs> not that I don't um, want to go. Like... I had
0: some. I'm gonna be the creepy old dude in the stands by myself. No,
1: there's a lot of so, a lot of our boys are gonna be out there.
0: Nobody's gonna be out there. I've checked.
1: Lobdell's gonna be out there. <laughs> We're not boys. Oh yeah, but he's working too. <laughs> not like I don't. Well, we know him a little bit. <laughs> he's on our podcast. Jesus. I mean, he owes, you owe you one beer off that, or he owes I you mean, one beer off that.
0: I owe him a beer. Um, anyway, um, yeah, we digress. You. Hey. This kind of leads into a, An interesting topic uh, Speaking of our buddy Mike Hallam Who sends us emails All the time He sent us an email Not too long ago It's probably about A month ago And said well, yeah. Asked our thoughts on Basically guys getting To sit in the finals And whether yeah, they okay, like They're okay. not Okay he's, it, 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 Long story short He went out to uh, Carver Hawkeye last year I think for the Olympic team trials um, And he was like You know what The guys that got to Sit in the finals um, I would have liked To have seen them Wrestle more It would have been nice to, to watch them wrestle As more As a fan As yeah. a fan yes Hell yeah
1: But Basically, do you like that somebody sits in the finals? Do you want me to take the question first and then you go? Go ahead. Um, yeah, I love it. I think that, I think that wh- what's the goal? Similar to seating, what's the goal? The goal is of, to put the best guy on the put, team. Put the best guy on the team. So, for the most part, we do that um, and by allowing guys to sit in the finals because anybody can win. Now, I guess you would always do a two out of three. Um, mm-hmm. so you would always have to do a two out of three, right? You couldn't Correct. just do a straight man. Um, but you earn it. Our goal is to get our best guys there. Our goal isn't – it's not like a high school wrestle-off where you win the wrestle-off, you're on the team, even, you know, you might be, not be better. You know, look, if somebody – like, I'll bring it up. If Kevin Gadsden somehow, you know, say they didn't have to sit in the finals and Kyvan Gadsden beat Kyle Snyder two out of three, you're telling me that he deserve, and he would deserve it, but you're telling me that he, Kevin Gadsden's going to go out and have a better chance to medal in the world than uh, um, Kyle Snyder? No. We've seen them both wrestle world-level competition. And that's just not the case. So I like the sitting in the finals. Um, I understand from a fan perspective, you want to see him wrestle more, but our goal is to get our team ready and to get our team stacked the best way we can. What do you think?
0: My short answer based on our current options is yes. I mean, based on our current options and how we used to do it. Yes, because you're right. The, the ultimate goal is to make sure the best guy represents our team. Um, With that said, I, And I don't, I'm afraid to speak, you know, uh, speak out my ass here and say something that makes me sound ignorant about the freestyle rules and whatnot or or the way we do this. But um, I don't think the way we do things is actually the best way to do it. But with our current options, yeah, I like that the guy, you know, what is it, uh, a former um, world or Olympic medalist basically get to sit and to the finals, right? That's yeah. kind of how it's set up. Form, former Olympic... Am I, am I distracting you from your phone? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> My wife's driving back to New York. I wanted I'm to kidding, make sure she's kidding. okay. Um, former world medalist or Olympic
0: medalist sit. Right, so they sit. Um, and then obviously with the World Team Trials, the winner of the U.S. Open when there's not a... Um, returning medalist. Returning medalist gets to sit. Um, so yeah, I'm okay with it because I think you're, you're right. Anybody can go out and have one good tournament. Um, I wish we moved to a a system more, kind of like they're doing now with the seeding a point system. Because one of the things that I think that really drive me nuts about a lot of our um, USA wrestlers wrestling on the international scene is I don't think they wrestle enough. Okay, I, I don't... There's a I lot of guys that. that don't wrestle that much. There's a
1: few that wrestle all over the place. Correct, correct. And the and cops Snyder surprisingly, all over the place.
0: Surprisingly, uh, probably not. Those are the guys that are doing really good right yeah, now. Okay. Correct. Um. So you can take a guy that Doesn't really wrestle much, but goes out and has a great tournament, and suddenly he's our representative. Then he goes overseas, and he's like, what did I get myself into? I'm not ready for this.
1: And then, obviously, he he shits the bed. I'll tell you right now, um, I don't know for sure, but was Dan Dennis our best representative at 57 kilograms? You
0: know? Has Tony Ramos ever medaled? No.
1: No, but he's got a little bit more experience
0: He does have experience But um, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I would like to see some sort of point system Where we reward guys for wrestling, wrestling and We're talking overseas. about a, a
1: point system just for
0: USA For right? USA Not for
1: seeding at the world.
0: Right For USA wrestling Like yeah. um, And we're gonna Take into account How you do At the US Open How you do At um, the World Team Trials How you do But then Maybe at the also, Bill Farrell The Dave the, Schultz yeah, the Farrell, But also Look Get over there Wrestle at the Euregan Wrestle at all the Grand Prix, Things like that At least a few of them Yeah Where you kinda Points are awarded To wrestlers And then When all is said and done Go by a point system
1: Here's the only Here's the only problem I see with that when you get to this high level of an athlete, mm-hmm. it's very individualized mm-hmm. in what they need for training. Jordan Burroughs, at the age of 30, where his body's been put through a ton of um, you know, beating, isn't going to benefit by wrestling a ton. Then give him credit for the medals he's already won. Okay, that, that's okay? cool. Yeah. Give
0: them credit. Yeah. If, if they've won medals, world championships, and Olympic gold medal, Olympic medals, give them credit for that. Look at
1: what Kyle Snyder did. He goes and he's wrestling overseas like three times and then still wrestling an NCAA schedule, wrestling mm-hmm. nationals and mm-hmm. this and that. He's twenty years old, maybe. We'll just say twenty years old. He's a junior in college.
0: Yeah, twenty twenty one, something
1: like that. His body can handle it. You know, when you're when you're thirty years old, your body can't and and you got two kids, you know, and a wife at home responsibilities you know, you don't need to be at the but original. I know all about
0: responsibilities. I get it, and I'm not saying what I'm saying is like, oh, it should be this system, and this is the perfect system. I'm, am just stating. I think it would be nice to go to something like that, so it prevents the guys from just going out and having one good tournament, making a team, and then suddenly going overseas and doing just jack shit at the US, at the
1: world team or at the world championships yeah. or, the, or the Olympics. Well, here's where I think that's going to be interesting. So Molinero uh, was placed fifth in the Olympics, right? Yes. Had a a really nice tournament, Mm -hmm. Um, and we all know was very damn close to meddling. Correct. Now, Jordan Oliver, who has had a nice match against them, gets to sit in the finals. He gets that benefit. I'm not sure, but are you telling me? Like, I can't say definitively that Molinaro isn't a better representative on the international scene than uh, J.O., who barely ever wrestles internationally. And now J.O. has a really good shot of making the team. And that's not a knock on J.O., but Mm -hmm. go wrestle a little bit more internationally.
0: I, I, I'm picking up exactly what you're putting down, and I, I will. I guess if I was to make a counter argument, my counter argument would be this. First of all, I do concede that Jordan Oliver. I would love to see him wrestle overseas more. Yeah, okay? hell yeah. Um, but I will counter argue what you said by one: Jo's never lost a Molinero, and two: Good point. I think Jo has a style. That if once he gets overseas, I think he's got a style that translates very well. That could win a lot of matches overseas, yeah. in my opinion. Okay, now he's still got to go out and do it. I'm just stating that, in my opinion, I think, I think he could be a very good representative. We've never got to see it because guys like Brent Metcalf um, have has has had his number. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to see him. Get to go wrestle in the world championships and see
1: what he does overseas. But look, it comes back.
0: I want to see these guys wrestle more internationally. Yep.
1: We need to see some more international wrestling, and we need medals, <clears throat> right? Medals are the way to grow the sport to keep you know to keep us to keep the United States interested in it. And we we tend to forget how hard it is to medal at those types of weight classes. Metcalf, who's an amazing wrestler, who owned the spot for us for you know Dude, it's, five hard re- years, it's hard never, to medal never medal any never, weight class. Never medaled.
0: Yeah, it's hard
1: to medal in any weight class in these major international tournaments, yeah. the World Championships, when Olympics. We're talking about the best in the world against the, you know, the Soviet bloc countries, against Iran, you know, Cuba, you know, those types of countries.
0: Yeah, Australia, totally get it.
1: Australia's that they're tough. <laughs> they're tough. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, Great so Britain. Yeah. Shout out to our boy Steve. <laughs> um. All right, let's move on to the next uh, topic. Um, sure. how about some Ohio State chatter? We let's, we we owe it to ourselves to talk Ohio State. Because,
0: we haven't talked Ohio State, in and a while. we talk
1: it. We we love to talk it. I mean that's that gets me fired up. And you know we've got a lot of Ohio listeners, so yeah, I'd like to you know let's let's drop a little Ohio State knowledge, or at least questions. Well,
0: uh, let's just lead off, man. Uh, J. Rod, Jose Rodriguez leaving Ohio State. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on that?
1: It's a bummer, um, you know. And I think you said it because you know we're definitely definitely a loss of depth because it is good top. He's really good. Yeah, top 100 recruit coming out of high school, cut a ton of weight this year. Still qualified for the NCAA tournament and won a match and pin by pin. Um, you know, wrestling in a weight class is probably not ideal. No,
0: not only that. I mean, you saw how how he performed the first half of the season before the weight cut took its toll
1: on and the I body. Think there was also an injury too. You know, so so get him all health, get him healthy at the right weight. I think he can make some noise. Do I, do I think he's going to be an All American next year at 133 pounds? Probably not, but I don't know. I haven't seen him wrestle at 133 pounds against the top competition. Um, so it sucks for Ohio State, but it's good for him, and I'm happy for him because I want—he's an Ohio guy first, right? Yeah. And I want to see him succeed. Yeah, I,
0: I'm bummed he's leaving. Um, ultimately, uh, yeah, selfishly, it's because of depth reasons. Look, I think we sure. saw this when, um, oh god, Nick Roberts Nick left Roberts. Ohio State. Yeah. Um, rest in peace by the way Um, definitely you know he he, after they brought in Tomasello you know I think everybody was expecting Tomasello to be a career 25 Nick Roberts left Um, I mean it didn't turn out that way Um, and I'm kind of seeing this again regardless J-Rod was not making 125 again it just wasn't going to happen
1: no I mean from from all I've heard is you know he basically had to cut a leg off to make 25 again he sacrificed for the team he made it and because there's no reason you go from beating really legitimate people and taking second in the Cliff Keen and being a second away from beating Joey Dance to getting f- his butt whooped by like Jimenez and Piotrowski, who are you know national qualifier level guys, right? But not on the level that J Rod was earlier in the season. I mean, he lost to Noah Bauman at the Cornell duel for the NWCA duels. Back. A guy he, yeah, a guy he we well, lost like four or something, no, but he majored him earlier, right? So you don't do that without something affecting you. And there's two things that can affect you. One, a weight cut and a long grinding season where you're not getting any damn breaks because we don't have another 25-pounder. And two, injury.
0: So I, I think what you you kind of brought something up right there when we don't have another 125-pounder. Who wrestles 125 for Ohio State this year? Do we see Tomasello making the cut down there?
1: We've got a lot to talk about with this one.
0: Um, Because if not, and... I've got my opinions on this. Um, I know a lot of Ohio State fans have their opinions on it. And I think I mine you, and yours are the same. You have your opinion on it as well. Um, if not, the only 125-pounders that Ohio State's going to have on the roster is two incoming freshmen from Ohio, uh, Bracken Mead and um, – Who's a state champ. Who was a state champ 113. at 113 pounds. And then um, Hood, what's his first name?
1: Uh, G- something with a J, I'm sorry. You're um, supposed to have these. Uh, this information. You had it looked up already. Oh. uh uh, uh, but Here, you, you Jamin, Hood, Jamin, Jamin Hood, Jamin Hood, yeah, Jamin Hood from uh, from
0: uh, Cincinnati Mason.
1: Yeah. Um, Both come from really damn good high school wrestling programs, so they're going to be ready. Yeah, I think uh, – You know, they know what they're doing.
0: Right. Mead comes from Olentangy Liberty, which is a fantastic program in the Central District in the Columbus area. Um, Jamin Hood comes from Mason who, man, they are really, really good right one of now.
1: The, one of the top um, – public schools in the state and I don't think they have open enrollment either I'm not sure it's a a huge district though but anyway
0: uh we digress um right now that's the only two 125 pounders we're gonna have okay so somehow we get
1: a transfer sneaking in somewhere um yeah (laughs) well you know we went after Ryan Milhoff pretty hard that would have been nice
0: that would have been nice it would have been real nice um so look it seems like a lot of Ohio State fans want Tomasello to go 125, okay? And I've even seen some, um, some message board posts out there. I think there was a, it was a very intriguing question where it was like if, if Tom Ryan, if, if, if the oh, question yeah. was proposed, it said, look, uh, Tomasello, if you, go, you can go 125 and we win a, we national, win a championship, national championship, or you go 133 and we take second, what are you going to do? Well, uh, he's going to
1: go 25 then. If that's a guarantee. If, if you're guaranteeing that. But that's not even close to a guarantee. I think Thomas Olof is no. 20. I don't think – I hate to say it, but I think that it would have to – everything would have to fall in line, and Penn State would really have to falter for us to be able to win a title next year. I agree. And you know what? People don't understand that, you know. but I do point analysis, and I add these points up. I don't see it. They freaking scored 150-something points right this year, right? Pretty much pretty with, much with, Without a guy With five guys Yeah Without, basically. without a guy who could Who probably would have made the finals Or at least been a top five guy Oh for sure That's an extra sure. 16 I that's don't think 16 people realize, Look
0: How little bonus points Ohio State actually scores At the national tournament And how much bonus points A team like Penn State scores And what those bonus points do. That's like going
1: into Nationals with an extra guy yeah. on your team. Now, Ohio State did finish in second in, in, in terms of bonus points scored.
0: But how, how, far, 12, away 12, were they? how far away were they from Penn 12 State? Points. Twelve points. That's a sub- substantial difference. That's an
1: All-American. Exactly. That's a decent All-American. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. And that's without an All-American that they had sitting on the bench in Nick Seriano. Correct. And they're only going to get better. So why are we all of a sudden in this hunt?
0: Getting back to Tomasello, man, look, my opinion is this. There was a very, very enlightening and eye opening article that was done on Nathan Tomasello. And I'm just kind of, you know, paraphrasing here. But ultimately, Tomasello said wrestling had gotten to the point at 125 pounds where. Life was miserable. He hated the sport. He hated life. And he just wasn't enjoying himself or the things that he typically More enjoyed life. anymore. Yeah, He, he just said he went, didn't enjoy he wrestling or life, life anymore. And that scares me. Like Exactly. And then when he goes to 133 pounds, he's now... Reinvigorated. You Dude. know, he, he's, he's, he's re energized. He's loving the sport again. He's not hating life. And I'm sorry, he's been the consummate team guy.
1: Oh, team, he's team been one... a captain as a freshman. Cor- correct. You don't get, you don't get um, voted a captain I as a freshman. I think he's
0: going to end up finishing Ohio State as the all time uh, career wins lead, leader. You might. Um, so, national champion, two time third place finisher. Team Look, guy. Team guy. In my opinion, Tomasello gets to dictate where he wants to go. He
1: does whatever the hell he wants because you know what? He's earned it. But but international land rules?
0: No. No. Okay. No, no, no. We're not I don't don't even care about that right now. I love Tom Ryan. He's done more for the Ohio State program than anybody could have ever imagined. But we he has shown us that he is not afraid to compete for a national championship by all means necessary.
1: Sure. And that's why we love him too.
0: Yes. I don't think Hunter Steber needed to be out on the mat that year, but in my opinion <laughs> But I heard Hunter Steber I heard it was his choice It probably was It probably. I was. heard it was his choice I'm not going to blame Tom Ryan No I'm not blaming anybody for that But um, ultimately I, You can't You can't put this on Tomasello You can't put Oh if, if you don't go 125 We're not going to win a national title You're not or, being a good team We've got player. nobody else to wrestle 125 pounds Because ultimately It is the coach's job To make sure you have your spots filled Sure
1: in my opinion. Yeah. It is. And you know, and when he did that, he thought that Tomasello was going to be a career twenty five. But things but tend he's had, years. Yeah. he's had a few years to yeah.
0: okay, I Correct. need to recruit
1: somebody. Things tend to happen. And dude, Tomasello had one loss this year, right? And, he did. and it was to uh an amazing wrestler, Corey, Corey Clark. Clark. Yeah, amazing. And it was a match and it was a wrestler that he'd beaten earlier, so let's just call it a pretty damn close match. Corey Clark ended up winning a national title. Tomasello... Easily could have won an NCAA title this year too. It didn't happen, but he could have, and he could have won one the year before because Mega Lutis won it. Who he'd beaten, yeah. So he's gone one three three, but it's not like he's getting he was blown out at thirty one hundred thirty three pounds. No, I mean, look, and and by
0: all accounts, he he could have beaten Corey Clark in the semis. We got out savvyed in that match. We did out savvyed, um, out scrambled a little yeah. bit. Uh, and Clark earned it He deserved it 100% Yeah Went on
1: to be a national champion
0: Good for him And I'm really happy One for of the
1: toughest dudes that ever To ever yeah. wrestle If it wasn't Tomasello I'm happy it was Clark Same here Same here And I like Gross too But it was, I'm happy about Clark so, Um, So,
0: so who I, wrestles 125 then?
1: Okay so he, I guess I'll go with my opinion my, Or you know Kind of Yeah give me your a, opinion It's the this. same as yours I think Tomasello Wrestles whatever weight he wants to Okay And if he wants to make the cut to 25 He better start right now You know Stop doing 450-pound deadlifts and... 285-pound uh, pound bench, bench press. And he needs to start doing a little bit more of a functional-type fitness for, for uh, to get his body after down.
0: And he's got... If he starts now, they've got... They have the resources. They have the means. And he's got the drive that if they start now, they could put him on a training program to get him in a position to be down at 125 pounds. I well, still we know his body can physically make it because no he math. makes it for international. And he's certified there last year. Yeah. But... Look, that's a long season, man. He can't. He cannot make one twenty five all year long with the hour before weigh in. That's a
1: freaking grind. That's that's a miserable do you grind. You want... remember? Do you remember him that year that he was at twenty five? He didn't look himself. He ended up taking third in the country, lost in overtime to sure. uh, to Gilman. But there's matches like I remember his match with UT, Like he barely won it. Like you know, obviously UT's a decent wrestler, but he just didn't. He wasn't firing off attacks. He wasn't wrestling the way that he did his freshman year and the way he did this year. The, the way he wrestled this year was amazing. I mean, that dude has an endless gas tank.
0: So this is what my gut tells me. My gut tells me we're going to see Tomasolo at one twenty five eventually. <sighs> my gut also tells me it's it's just not the right decision.
1: I agree. Uh, um, I I don't know if we're going to see him at 125. for him for him. I don't think we see him at twenty five. Um, and that's just a gut feeling as well, based off of the fact that you know he thought it was miserable to do it, right? Um, and because. If you take a long look in the mirror, Ohio State, the odds of you winning a national title next year are slim. You're talking about a team title. Team title. Yeah, they're slim, and it's not because you don't have a great freaking team. You got the, you got a team that would win it almost every year, but you've got Penn State who just is a dynasty. If people aren't calling them dynasty right now, they're silly because they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I agree. Um, so I think that he should go whatever weight class he wants to go, and if he decides to go 25, great. And then Pletcher slides in at 33. And um, Keachon Hayes slides in at 41. Another option is for him to go 33, Pletcher to go 41, which I don't like this option. I don't like that option. And, and H- Hayes to go 49, and Micah to go 57. If he's going 33, like
0: Pletcher needs to red shirt. Absolutely. Yeah, Pletcher just needs to red agreed. shirt. Agreed, agreed. Um, and then Ohio State's going to have to just bite their lip at 25 and throw one of the freshmen out there. Yeah,
1: and, and the guy's going to struggle. Yeah. May- I, I don't care how good you are coming out of high school unless you're like a— you know, Mark Hall or Nathan, you know, even Nathan Tomasello had a, a redshirt year. Right. But unless you're like one of those guys, which these guys are not. No, no. offense to them. Hell, I wasn't. They're better than I was. Um, no, but it's the truth. Yeah, they're going to struggle. They're going to have a, probably a below 500 record. And I hope they're not listening because this is just my guess. I hope that they don't. Um, and they're probably, pr- we're probably not going to qualify that weight. But even then, That's fine. Because I think we're going to qualify 57. So then we're still sending 9. Where we sent 9 this year? And we're still, still going to get a damn trophy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, look,
0: I, I think the reason why my gut says we see Tomasello at 125 this year is because this is Tomasello, Bo Jordan, and Kyle Snyder's senior year. So if Ohio yep. State is going to make a run, this is the year to do it. And the only, the only way they have a chance— and beating Penn State and being team national champions again, is with Tomasello at 25, Pletcher at 33, and then so on and so on from
1: there. Agreed. And unless somehow, some way, you know, Penn State falters a little bit like they did at the Big Tens. Um, but, you know, remember the Big Tens shorter tournament, not enough, they, not they, as, they not don't as f- many times to don't, score bonus. They
0: don't really falter at the NCAA tournament.
1: Uh, in fact, they did the exact opposite this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ohio State had an awesome NTA tournament They didn't have the champs in the finals that they wanted But I tell you what, on the backside, they dominated They did really good
0: So you made an interesting comment a second ago You said that we're going to qualify 57 this year And I'm assuming you're talking about uh, the new transfer, um, Dayton Racer So we haven't had much of a chance to talk about him uh, recently But he is an incoming transfer from uh, Iowa Central Community College That's right He was formerly a top recruit for Virginia Tech, where he wrestled as a redshirt freshman before transferring uh, to Iowa Central Community College. Um, Last year, he won a JUCO national title, um, and now he is transferring to Ohio State.
1: Yeah, so I think he's going to have three years of eligibility. Three years. years. Yeah, because he redshirted at Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the pickup because I think it's um, low risk, high reward here. And, and, And let me tell you a couple reasons why I think that. One, I'm guessing he wasn't given a ton of money. You know, he's probably given a little bit of money, but he wasn't given a ton of money. Two, you know, he ha- coming out of high school, he had immense potential. He obviously won a JUCO title, um, which, you know, isn't easy to do. And three, he fills a slot that, um, the only slot that uh, Ohio State didn't qualify this year for the NCAA tournament. So I like him. What are you thinking?
0: I think I'm going to be, cu- I'm going to, I'll just be cautiously optimistic about him. Um, I think it's great to get a guy in around that weight class, a weight class that has been a struggle for Ohio state the past couple of years. Um, if anything, it gives us depth, um, again, because I think last year when Jake Ryan was having a very, very, um, struggle of a season, um, you know, I think we were throwing what Anthony DiCarlo out there as his backup. Yeah. There was a couple of um, people with yeah, that. And, and no offense you know. to DiCarlo, but look, it's, it's not the same. It's just not the same. No. Um, but, you know, Dayton Racer is, is very talented. You, you saw it in high school. You know, he was one of the top guys at one point in high school um, when he was wrestling for Apple Valley. Um, yeah, he won a couple
1: titles, I think, for Minnesota at Apple Valley.
0: I think he won a title for Apple just Valley. Just one? Okay. Um, and then he had to – he missed the postseason one year, and then he went down to Iowa, won a championship uh, for in Iowa for Bettendorf. I think he just took uh, second
1: to to steer – uh, do this from Northern Iowa, now what, what possibly, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, look, I'm just I don't but know close, all of yeah. the
0: statistics, but um, he was a heck of a talent coming out. Um, I think he was teammates with uh, with Mark Hall and Freddie he was. Stroker. He yeah, was. Freddie Stroker um, at one point. Uh, but this guy went to what three different high schools, four different high schools, and now he's on his third college. All right, third university. So he comes with baggage. Uh, and, and he has the skill. But when I'm looking at his results over the past two years against D1 competition, I'm just I'm not getting excited about these results. To be truthfully honest, tell me now, about
1: those. You got any good wins?
0: Honestly, okay. In 2017, I would say his best win might be. And this is this year he won the. Okay, Duke so, so title, yeah. Right? So this year, look, he probably had about ten matches <sighs> against D1 competition his best win it would have been a sudden victory when over redshirt freshman or a freshman who was in redshirt for Purdue Griffin, Griffin Perriot who won, who was a really high level recruit yeah so he he won 4 to 2 there but you know he lost to Colton Carlson from South Dakota State i watched that match today actually he lost to Logan Peterson from South Dakota State don't know who that is um, now he did wrestle Colton Carlson again and he won 7 to 6 um, he just he didn't have a lot of wins. He didn't have any wins over guys where I'm like, okay, yeah, this shows that. He's not beating
1: elite level division one no, competition no. at the
0: moment. And then when you look at his red shirt freshman year, um, and now, granted. At Voc Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech, you know, and granted, he, he was a red shirt. He was a freshman in red shirt, so take it with a grain of salt. But, um, you know, he, he lost to Marcus Scheidel. Tough guy.
1: Yeah, from um, Columbia?
0: Yeah, lost to Joey LaValle. Tough guy, um, obviously. Sure. Um, Losses to Logan Thompson, losses to Cole Walter, losses to Casey Sparkman from Kent State, losses to Andrew Shummers from Edinburgh, a loss to Dylan Ellsworth from Michigan State. Hmm. No, I'm sorry. That was a forfeit match, so so, uh, mix that out. Um, If I was going to pick who his best win was that year. Didn't he wrestle Wick. Mm, different wick That was this year Different wick That was Xander wick Not uh, Evan wick Okay Yeah Everybody thought that hey, I saw some people saying, Oh that's a great win no, I think uh, Unless Evan and Xander Are the same person Which I yeah. don't think they are
1: um, Yeah He 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 okay. actually he, okay. he beat Xander wick um, Now he's lost some good guys Like even a sparkman They're not bad guys But they're guys If you're talking about Him wanting to be An All-American um, Guys he needs to beat Right Well look I mean Ohio State fans Were
0: killing Jake Ryan This year For losing the sparkman By one point Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, he lost to Sparkman in seven to three. Yeah. You know, and and again, this is his red shirt freshman year. And look, he's going from a, from a, a a Juco college room to now a premier D one big 10 wrestling room. So I would like to think that he's only going to improve and it's the coach's responsibility to take the skill and the talent that he has and hone in on that to translate it to results but so far against D one competition, I'm just not seeing the skill translate to the results.
1: Sure, and, and I think Ohio State's a great room for a person like him because it, it really provides a steady, stable atmosphere. When you guys have when you have guys like Terrell Delagnev, Kyle Snyder, Nathan Tomasello in the room, Bo Jordan, yeah, Bo Jordan, Logan Stever, yeah, when you got those guys in the room, Tom Ryan, right? <laughs> you know, when you have those guys in the room, they're, they're, the accountability is going to be there. Like, look, you're either going to ship up or you're going to shape up. You're going to shape up, excuse me, or ship out. Um, so I, 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 I took a, I watched a lot of his matches recently, um, and I think he's got Division One level talent. He has. So here are some things that Jake Ryan and Cody Bercher, who I heard might be dropping fifty seven, don't have. They don't have great offense on Correct. their feet. Correct. D- I agree. Dayton Racer's got multiple different attacks, and he's also got a sick inside trip. Um, I saw him hit it on a couple of different people. Yeah, I like it. He hit it from a front head once. He hit it, I think he hit it in the finals of the JUCOs. As well But he's got like it He's got a great knee pull Head inside single He gets to it And I'll tell you Where his best position is Is on top He runs Freaking tilts like crazy If he gets a cross wrist You're getting tilted And he rides legs And he's got a great Front headlock too um, Go behind So he's got And I'm talking like Very good To elite level um, uh, Top game It was elite level Juco for sure Mm -hmm. So very good Top game Very very solid on his feet, and he's got a bag of tricks too. Um, I think that as long as they can hone him in and get him focused, I could see him being not only the starter at 157, but winning some matches at the NCAA tournament.
0: I hope so. I really do. And I think you're absolutely right. Look, the skill is there. The talent is definitely there. Um, That's never been an issue for him. It's why he was a big recruit when he came out of high school. Um, But the only way that he has success is he's got to be completely committed. He's yeah. got to be completely committed. He's got to have his head on straight. Any baggage that he may have had or any issues that he may have had in the past, he's got to check that. He's got to leave it, leave it someplace back in Iowa, and come in and ready, ready
1: to yeah. get to work. Because Tom Ryan won't put up with it. No, I mean we've seen it. I mean Camp Tassari. You know he's doing great for himself right now. That's awesome. But he was asked to lead the team. Camp Platano. S- same with Camp Platano. You know, these guys, you know, Tom Ryan's not going to put up with it. Tom Ryan doesn't need to go out and get guys that um, are going to cause team chemistry issues for the sake of winning, because we got other guys there. I think a Cody Burchard to 57. He was an NCA qualifier this year mm-hmm. and maybe win a couple matches as well. So um, I love the pickup because I think it shows that we need some depth there, and he could probably slide in. And I really do think based on what I've seen of him, he's got the talent to be good. I'm not going to annoy him in an All-American right now. We know he was a JUCO national champ, and – we know that, or, and uh, we know that he's got the skills, right? Um, I think he, I think he could make some noise at the NCAA tournament, maybe win a couple matches, and who knows how he progresses. Do you expect to
0: see him as the starter at one fifty seven?
1: I think based off of watching all three of the guys that potentially could be mm-hmm. there, and that's Jake Ryan, who had a hell of a cut to make it, so maybe he bumps up um, if he can't make the spot. Right, uh, Bercher, um, who really doesn't have a ton of offense on his feet, he's pretty solid on top. Right, I think the Dayton racer, based on watching all those all those wrestlers, is the best technical natural wrestler of all three people
0: all right fair point i, I hope so
1: I, I i look for them to have any shot at catching
0: penn state going back to that conversation earlier um they're going to need points at 157 Yep. it doesn't you don't need national championship points but you need points you need points you know what do you think about campbell at uh 65 yeah I th- look i'm excited about this transfer sure. i think campbell is uh and that's Tayshawn campbell so he transferred from pitt pittsburgh yeah um Campbell came out of high school from Penn State as a one-time state champ. Won it as a senior. Um, very, very, very raw wrestler. Very underdeveloped at the time, um, but with tons of potential. Yeah, the, as, the raw, the as, raw as, skills are there. Yeah, right? as athletic as could be. Um, and you're, here's a guy who, in a uh, Pittsburgh lineup the last year, that was under a, a lot of dysfunction. That team, the team was in a lot of a ton disarray. of flux. Yes. Um, was 22 and 4. He was an ACC Ooh, champ and yeah. went 2 and 2 at Nationals. I so like that. You put him in a room um, at 165 pounds and you put him with, you know, Bo Jordan and Miles Martin and Micah Jordan and those guys and training in that environment with, like you said, Trevell uh, holding him accountable, Jay Jaggers holding him accountable, Tom Ryan. Um, he can only get better. He's not going to get worse,
1: and if he does, he, he's 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 going to either not start or he's going to be kicked off. Not kicked off the team, but he's going to be asked to leave. That's the greatest thing that we get right now at, at Ohio State is we've got such a great leadership structure built into Ohio State that you can take flyers on people and hope that they do well. And if not, see ya, mm-hmm. see ya. No, I I love getting
0: Tayshon Campbell. Um, I think the he's more gonna, I watch, he's him. gonna be a massive upgrade at 165. He's got all American potential all day long. Do you remember um,
1: I told you that I didn't think that? podcasts yes, couple podcasts you did. Ago? you did. Then I went and watched a ton of his wrestling, and he he's got some skills. He, he's good. He, I'm I, my concern is him holding the weight. He's big boy. <laughs>
0: he better hold it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, because he ain't gonna ain't
0: going 74. He ain't beating Bojo. <laughs> no, so I I, I love Campbell, I, and I think that. You know, in a perfect world, Tomasello could make twenty five comfortably. comfortably Pension slides right. into one thirty three. We're getting points at fifty seven from Dayton Racer. Tayshawn Campbell continues to improve and Keyshawn Hayes goes the guy that beat Kaladzic
1: two years ago. We see him, you know.
0: Yeah, going to that next level. Yeah. Um and then Tayshawn Campbell goes from two and two at nationals to getting on the podium. And in a per- that's that's a perfect world. And you see and then we see Ohio State score a ton of points and try to keep pace with Penn State, but Again, it goes back to last year, guys, and this is we talked about this ad nauseum last year at the duels. For Ohio State to win duels, a lot of those duels, everything had to go right for them. And look, this is college yep. wrestling; everything doesn't go right,
1: man. Ever, Nick, ever. Look at Nick Soriano. Look at um, you know, things happen. People get injured. Exactly. Uh, Sam Stoll, right? Exactly. Just, exactly. They just, it just happens, bro. I mean, yeah. So things never go right. We so. actually were lucky because all of our guys. Performed it. I mean, at the end of the year, like they at least were able to make be on the mat. True. You know.
0: True. Yeah. No, I agree.
1: Except for Keyshawn, obviously that didn't go right. We 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 were. Well, was... you're talking
0: into the year. I mean, we yeah. still had
1: that happened earlier in the yeah. season, and Pletcher was able to fill in pretty admirably at 141. <laughs> to be honest with you, it actually was pretty good. Uh, it sucks for Keyshawn, but you know now Pletcher's got the option to either redshirt or maybe go 33. I really would love to see NATO go 25, but again, as we said earlier, he deserves to pick whatever weight he wants. And he, doesn't, he shouldn't listen to me. Maybe listen to you, but not me. Oh,
0: don't listen to me. You know? God, my wife doesn't even listen yeah, to me. Yeah,
1: he would really have to atrophy his body down.
0: You know? I, I agree completely.
1: All right. Um, I think we can
0: sum up Ohio State this. I think things are looking bright for Ohio State. I think oh, th- baby, yeah. we are in a better position going into next season than what we probably were last season, in my opinion.
1: Well, with Tashawn and Dayton Racer, I think that helps. Exactly. The only, the only question marks 25 exactly it's a huge question mark yeah but even then you don't need 10 guys to to, to play second at nationals or to even win a title you might need 10 this year you might need 10 this
0: year when you're going up against the uh the kitty cats from pennsylvania but let's
1: say let's say to get another trophy and have a hell of a season you don't need you're right 10. You're you don't right. need 10
0: um i'd love to see them get that team championship this year i mean just think of the guys that are graduating oh in cleveland too in cleveland
1: granted you know with- you're gonna be there Yes, of course I'm gonna be there. Why
0: well, you said that about Real Team Trials too?
1: Shut up! But, you know, and we got guys like Caleb Romero. I mean, we can, you know, Chase oh, Singletary. Good, yeah, you know, the the cover's not bare. We've got some Evan guys, Smith. Yeah, yeah. And we got some guys. The other guys too. There were a couple time champs from uh, I think one from down south and one from New York. Mm-hmm. Both those guys, you know, can uh, you know, they're only gonna get better as well. So Ohio State's looking on the up. And it's up. looking good. Yeah. It's looking good.
0: All right, man. So uh, we're kind of getting to the end of things here. I guess uh, let's finish this up with a question. To you. Oh to me? I'll answer it too. Alright, cool. Jaden Cox, David Taylor, who are you taking?
1: Okay, I want to talk about it before I just make a pick. Go ahead. We go we'll just go alright, let's go. Let's go back to it. Okay. So David Taylor's the better scrambler. Just just I think scram like wrestling scrambling, he's better. Um just knowledge of positions and elusiveness, Cox is better. Which I think those are two different things.
0: Um I Th- think I would say I think I agree with you. I think David Taylor is the better chain wrestler. I think yeah, Jaden Cox is a very good scrambler and knowledge of positions, yeah. but
1: it's hard to get to his legs. Correct. And I'm talking about getting, when somebody gets to their legs and they get scramble position. Yes,
0: Taylor can chain wrestle through multiple positions. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. I think I think that they're both going to be very similar sized. Mm-hmm. I think Cox might be a little bigger, but not much. I think David Taylor's going to feel fine at that weight. Uh, Taylor's probably got a little bit better offense. I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, I'm not going to make any friends here, but uh, based on the fact that, let's say Cox has been training, I think Cox can win it if because he, he gets to sit in the finals.
0: I honestly think that's probably the safe pick. To be truth, to be truthfully honest, man, I think there is something to be said about having to navigate through a challenge tournament, especially with the guys that you're going to be facing in that challenge tournament, regardless of whether you or not you go through that tournament teching everybody. 10 to nothing. I mean, yeah. you're, still, you're still going out there and battling.
1: And it's mentally draining, too. It's
0: mentally draining. It's mentally draining. Um, and then you make it to the finals, and you have to beat a rested guy two out of three matches. Who is
1: a returning bronze medalist in the Olympics. Correct. Who is strong as, strong as an ox and who has very solid technique, very solid position. Um, I, 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 I would not be surprised if Taylor won it, but I think I, I'm a favoring Cox right now. We'll see.
0: I think Cox is going to have a com- considerable size advantage still, in my opinion. I okay. think he was a 97-pounder in college, probably coming down. He probably could have wrestled heavyweight had he had wanted to. Um, the weight class is, I think, 189 pounds. 86 yeah. kilograms is about 189 pounds, roughly. Um, so I think Cox is still going to have a considerable size advantage. I mean, Taylor think, was a 65-pounder I, yeah, I think Taylor has done a nice job filling in to that weight class, but sure. look, he's not cutting a lot of weight. I mean he no. Was not, he's
1: still probably weighing in under, yeah I, I would or maybe maybe cutting a little bit a couple
0: pounds. I wouldn't yeah. say he's cutting weight. Um, he yeah. might be managing weight to, uh, which, at most,
1: which also could help him
0: true um I think oh man I, I kind of I have to agree with you. I think being able to sit out until the finals and then also I think in today's rules, where I think it it probably benefits you more. To be a better defensive wrestler than an offensive wrestler sure. in today's sure. rules and freestyle rules, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think Cox is the favorite man. I, I pick Cox to win that match if he's completely committed.
1: Yeah, now, yeah, we don't know what his training regimen is man.
0: correct. Correct. So, yeah, I'm assuming that he's been training hard. I will say this, it's going to be a hell of a match. I can't wait to see it. And regardless of who wins that match, I think the United States is going to be very well represented at the World Championships.
1: I think we have a chance for a goal for that way.
0: I, I, I would agree. If
1: Live isn't there anymore, I heard he's up at 97. I would agree. So, all right, man. Uh, well,
0: anyway, guys, that's all we got today. Ben, you got anything else you want to add? No, man, that
1: was a fun ep. I agree.
0: Um, so thanks for listening. This has been episode number 26 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. Um, as always, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great week. And if we can leave you with one piece of advice... Don't wind up on your back, bro.